Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are ASAP Science here to make things make sense. Today we're talking about gas stoves. Are they dangerous to have in your home for your health? Are they bad for the environment? It's spooky. But before we get to that, we're going to be talking about the science of concrete as well as animal perception. And more importantly, where the heck we've been for the last little bit. We've been away if you didn't notice. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It feels weird. What and does being having here? a podcast voice back on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is not how we usually talk. Uh, yeah, we haven't recorded this. It will actually be less time for the listener. Uh-huh. We were gone for a big chunk, but we recorded like a month of podcasts ahead of time. Mm. So the last maybe two or one and a half months, there's been no podcast. But that was over the holidays when I think people are forgiving. Yes. So, but we've actually taken a step back and like we were traveling. We were living in Colombia. Colombia. Uh, in Medellin. Uh, and that's where we've been. So yeah. we like haven't sat down to record a podcast. We haven't done any ASAP science. We had our 10-year under ASAP science. We had our 10-year ASAP science anniversary. And we're like, we're going to escape. Take a little time off. I haven't <laughs> thought about work science or anything <laughs> well much. we explored nature a lot so yeah I mean, like, we was, didn't think about science no, to be right. honest we were just like that's a gorgeous butterfly i don't need to know about the exoskeleton but like, we, that wait oh butterfly there's a bird i was like i don't think birds have exoskeletons <laughs> no but i'm like we really yeah, our brain stepped was off. back but i think that's a beautiful thing we were very lucky to be able to do it but also it's so nice to step away and yeah there was a part of me that was like oh it's gonna like just fully rejuvenate me i'm gonna be coming back craving science and like i have in one way but another way i'm like oh work is hard (laughs) already after a week i'm like not working so nice (laughs) and also we live in toronto and like it's bad like the weather yeah that hasn't actually depressing it's there's no sun i i don't mind snow there's no sun there's no snow either <laughs> yeah no it's it's really weird like i'm looking it's around and i'm gloomy like, gross it's been wet dark it's ugly it's like ugly. i just i feel that but i'm like <laughs> okay goes to columbia once but like they have you know i'm so happy and privileged to live in canada many people in columbia mm. want to live in canada for many reasons i know that but one thing is just like tis hideous in comparison uh-huh. yeah you don't really realize that they're if you live in Colombia, it's like 
Yeah, or in Medellin, it's like the city of eternal spring. Like, that's nice. Yeah, no, it was, there's literally just like always flowers. You might get a little bit of rain through the day, but it's kind of nice. It's like, otherwise, it's just like cloudy, or sorry, sunny and beautiful and perfect temperature that you can just come in and out of your house without even thinking about the weather. Now we're back to full on zip up parkas, boots, hats. Gloves, but no Nether snow. Club. No, no snow. Another club, another club, another club, another club yeah. with like coat check again, <laughs> where you have to pay a bunch of money for coat check. But I do think that people in Medellin did know. They were like, "Yeah, el clima, like the weather, <laughs> is a draw." Yeah, because it's also not too hot. Yeah, which can also be an issue. Hashtag climate change, a bigger issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there is like there. We were in a city famous for its year-round weather. Yeah, and so like I guess that is why we're kind of looking at Toronto and being like, yeah, no, this is hard. <laughs> yeah, before I came home, I was trying to romanticize the idea, being like, oh, like, what idea? In, idea of, what? of like Toronto specifically in the winter, because it is hard. But I was like, oh, that's kind of beautiful that we go through this thing. But when I first got back here, I was actually like, I'm depressed immediately. Well, and I didn't consider no snow. I didn't oh, consider true. what it is right now, which is wet and gray. Like, I kind of was like, yeah, that's, I think, what's throwing me. You're right, because like, it snowed for a few days. And, it was and pretty... I thought it was really nice. And that's when I got my sort of nostalgia. I yeah. was like taking the dog on a nice snow hike through the forest. Totally. And that was, was actually beautiful. really nice. And I live for those moments of winter just because they are like really beautiful and picturesque. But I think I'm slowly getting back into the groove here and like the idea of what winter is. And I mean, at least, I don't know, hopefully it won't be too much longer. Well, we are not February. allowed to complain because we've been living here. Oh, I know, I know. Like I know. Some people have truly been here way longer. Okay, what is like before we get into what have we learned this week? What is like one takeaway from Colombia? It's just an amazing country. I would just I, I have a hard time always when people are like, "It's what's awful. your favorite part or whatever." Yeah. It's like all that was so cool. I think Colombia is such an amazing country. We were in Medellin a lot, but we also traveled like a lot of other parts of the country it's beautiful the people are so friendly i know a lot of people or people get nervous about traveling there because of its history but we had such a good experience i never felt unsafe you know if you're smart you, you'll be safe there's a new movie out that, that came out this weekend called missing and i googled the premise and it's like the girl's mom goes to Colombia and goes <laughs> missing and then oh, no. and it's just like oh no that's not the type of movie they need and it's yeah. like oh it's about a mother going missing in Colombia and the daughter figuring out the like in, i don't even know but like the insane history of what her mom's actually doing and i was kind of like oh come on like it's not like yeah it's I, not like that's well, I whatever. have a hard time. Like, I don't want to misrepresent a country. Obviously, we went as tourists. Obviously, we were in areas that were safe and, like, surrounded by... Like, not that it's overly touristy, but it's like we were in neighborhoods that we are known to have restaurants and bars and things that we, like, felt comfortable around and that you could walk around in the streets at night even. And so it wasn't like we were what we're talking about isn't representing necessarily the whole country or the whole city of Medellin. Yeah, that's fair. But as a traveler, it was like a beautiful place with so much to offer. And I think if you're somebody who likes to travel, like Colombia should be on your list. It was, yeah. it was amazing. And it was like, we traveled to other countries. We went to Argentina, Buenos Aires, which is, do you mean Argentina? Argentina. <laughs> Buenos Aires, which was 
honestly just like I was like oh there's 15 million people <laughs> I don't know huge city everyone and like went to Santiago in Chile and like other places that at night were more dead and it yeah. feels like at least in Medellin where we were it felt like Very we were safe of all thing, hours yeah. of the day like walking around at night but I will say the one thing about living in Toronto that is amazing is it it is so safe mm-hmm. like as we felt safe the whole time but we were smart and would like Mm. have to modify our lifestyle around living in Colombia and other places which is an interesting what you do when you travel anywhere too like you always have to reevaluate where am I and it's better safe than sorry but we had no issues I think it's important to like like nothing yeah we were there two and a half months not a single instance of something weird happening to us or fear of like, of course, sometimes in your head, but nothing ever materialized. No one ever sketched us out. In fact, everyone was so kind and everyone who's a tourist is always like, everyone here is so freaking nice. I'm like, that's a nice part about being in a country. When you go to France, they're like, get out of here. You disgusting (laughs) Anglophile. Like it's like, it it feels more welcoming. Yeah. It's extremely welcoming. And there's so many things you can do. You can like go to a coffee farm and have this like gorgeous lush green, Encanto energy, <laughs> hike, vibes, go to the beach, go to a desert, yeah, go to like a, like, there's just like range everything. Is so vastly. That and there's like 56 million people in Colombia. So there's more people than in Canada. Yeah. The second most populous country in South America. And after Brazil, which I was Medellin, like, Medellin, we found out was the third most dense city in the world. Yeah. Which absolutely shocked me. I mean, in some ways you can Although see it. Although it's so cool. Like part of why Medellin is so like breathtaking is the density of like mm-hmm. all the way that the homes and stuff and it's all contained like, within into like the hills mountains. and mountains. Yeah. yeah. Like that is so unique. And in mm-hmm. fact, another reason why I think we loved even after all this time being like, I can't wait to go back to Medellin because that mm-hmm. that like mountainous city thing is so interesting. Yeah. Whereas beautiful. like other cities like Toronto are so flat and it is actually really <laughs> ugly. They're just like, and there's other, and other cities in even Colombia and stuff that are right. flat. It's like every point of the day in Medellin, you can see like, like a scenic. Buildings all up into the hills. Yeah. It's stuff. like, it's yeah. almost like how does that even work? <laughs> like it doesn't, it's like almost feels unfeasible and i know a lot of architects and like city planners study medellin because there's all these interesting like i thought you were saying i know a lot of architects and they say like (laughs) (laughs) i do i know an architect no what every time i meet an architect i'm like cool job and then they start talking i'm like i don't understand yeah yeah like but it's like on paper cool job (laughs) but no a lot of architects and people study that's what we would always learn people come there to learn Mm. about like city planning because they've done like really cool things Go to Medellin. Yeah, that's our little PSA. It was a great trip. I'm sure little stories will come out through like many podcasts to come that remind yeah. us of things. But all to say we're back. We're ready for 2023. And we are we'll still those YouTubers who are like, mm, we're not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just feel like I constantly am bombarded with like TikTok and YouTube culture. Like how to monetize and grow yeah. your audience. And I'm like, all the advice we have is like, just don't. Like, just, just don't. It's just, it's just, we're aging, you know? I know. We're aging and we're just like, I don't have the energy I don't to have, like make I, seven pieces of content a day. No, at all. <laughs> at all, at all, at all. I think that's a good thing. But Is like, it? obviously, yeah. I'm not, I don't know. what. But whenever young people come to me for advice, I'm n- I'm just not in the place to give good advice. Yeah. I'm like, no, what? We're not just in don't the do, Just don't do it. <laughs> like, just don't do anything. Just don't do it. Become a teacher. Like, I just like, I don't have, in the past, I would be like, here's the algorithm. Like, I was yeah. like so into it, but now I'm just like 
Uh, you could if you no, want. No, no. like it's not, and it's like that's not that's not fun for anyone. To is that hear. is this just a phase of life that everyone goes through? Like no matter what industry you're in, or is in the mid thirties, where you're just like, or maybe it's not mid thirties for everyone, but it's like, I don't know. I feel so blah. I'm just like, yeah, you could do it or you could not do it. I don't know. Just like, but you've what? been so motivated with work. It's 2023 year is my year of blah. I thought, like, I'm looking over at you and you're tippy tapping and you're like doing things. I'm always like, ooh, yeah, but that doesn't mean I'm like living for it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm doing it because I'm like, well, I've had a long time off and I want to catch up and feel I suffer from anxiety. So if I don't do it, I'm just like, what's even happening? But ultimately, yeah. I'm just like, what do I even want anymore? <laughs> I feel like it's not necessarily a phase of life for everyone, but that's me basing it a lot on like movies, like seeing the 30 and 40 year old, like man in a suit, like epic mm. businesswoman with like a bob, like, yeah. like killing it in New York and like a rom-com in their thirties. Yeah. Like it just feels like for some reason, but I'm isn't like, that when they realize what's the point, the point is love and they fall in love instead. But then I feel like they're still like, but I'm doing emails all night. Like, I feel like they're not like, <laughs> they're, I feel like the character doesn't like go and be like, actually, I just needed to sit on the couch and do nothing. That's not ever the moral of the story. The moral is like, oh, they're now in love, but they're still, and they're like killing it at their ad agency <laughs> job. Like, I don't know. I just feel like working hard and like living big is, is part of people's is part of people or just like part of the way that we're pitched everyone's life is. And maybe we're all deep down like this is insufferable. I'm like, it's not like no anyone's talking. About, actually, no. Yeah. Everyone's talking about that on TikTok. Like life and work being insufferable. Well, kind of being like, do you feel really tired? <laughs> it's probably because you're working harder than ever. Like, I just feel like yeah. there's a lot of like people looking out the window with like rain coming down and nice music and being like, treat yourself to tea in a bath. Cause you should come before anything else. <laughs> like I do feel like that. That's obviously like a, we're saying that in like a different, more boring blase way by being like, we're blah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But really I'm like, actually just like, I'm going to take a bath and <laughs> focus on me. Okay, should we get into like some actual science yeah, where people yeah. are like, you're... <laughs> what are we talking about? We'll come back to this. We always end up back up here where we're like, capitalism is ruining everything. Oh, uh, yeah. Should we call that? Should our podcast be called Capitalism is Bad? <laughs> yeah, sure. I forget which button to push. This one? Oh, what did we learn this week? Got it. Nailed it Still to got it. Do you want to go first? Yeah, like, well, now we're throwing it on each other. You go first. Okay, I'll go first. Mine, what I learned... This week, it actually was this week. I started reading a book. Um, I think it's called An Immense World. Is that, yeah, the name? Right, yeah, right. that is that the name of it? Yeah, An Immense World. It's about animal perception, and I didn't know this word before. It's the concept of umwelt. Have you heard of it? Umwelt. U M W E L T. Is that a symbol? Oh. Oh, I'm thinking like umla or like what is there like <laughs> or like om or something? Yeah, yeah, or om or like what's like is there I, like an accent in like Swedish like an umla? Oh, I don't know, okay. <laughs> but okay, but it's not that. It's not that. So umwelt, I just thought was a cool concept that helps to describe the perception differences or that every creature has a different mm. perception of the world. So you know, humans have an umwelt and it's like how we see everything. But then if you're talking about bees, they can see ultraviolet and they have mm. ultimately like a totally different perception different of the world. Different um, umwelt. Umwelt, yeah, maybe it's umwelt. I don't know. Or, um, or no. Yeah. And like mice can hear higher frequencies. Bats echolocate. And it's an interesting thing that biologists have to deal with because so many times if you're trying to like picture what it feels like to be a bat echolocating, That's crazy. most people 
think of what it would be like to be a bat as a human. Yeah. But the question like this book is posing is like, no, what does it, what is it like to be a bat as a bat? And like, how do we understand when a bird can feel the magnetic somehow? We can't. We can't. We oh. cannot personally experience it, but how can we then study them and learn from their umwelts yeah. and understand? It's also like just weird to turn back on yourself and realize everything that you think is like reality and important is only just a slice of what could possibly be out there. Also, our umwell is like being able to see the future and predict the past and just have anxiety. <laughs> like, I feel like yeah. I feel like it'd be so fun to be like to like go up to like a butterfly and be like, want to understand what anxiety is? <laughs> like that's our umwelt. I um saw maybe it was a tweet or something, but somebody said it's a good thing that um, fire burns in the visible spectrum because otherwise we'd be like, it's, oh my it's god, so much. So <laughs> you know what I mean? That maybe you'd still see smoke. Maybe like carbon monoxide, but like all the time, yeah, people dying like, all what? the time. Why is it so hot? Like, here? why is my house disintegrating and I'm my hand burning? Yeah, um, but yeah, I just think it's a nice concept to remind. Because that is our umwelt, the visibles. The that, visible that is like that's part of human Homo sapiens umwelt is to be able to see visible light. Yeah, but that's why I mean, like other creatures can see outside of that, or a dog's goddamn nose. Exactly. So. It's also nice not to get into like the, I don't know, like spiritual philosophical angle of it, but just to remind yourself, like you think this is everything, not in like an existential way, but in a like, if you get fixated and anxious about things, it's because it's just the way you see them. Yeah. When you remove yourself and you realize there's like so many perceptions of things, it's just like, you're just seeing it through your own eyes. So our MWAL is our senses. I mean, that's one way to look at it, yeah. It's like the combination like of senses eyes. known and unknown. Like the way I'm feeling right now. Yeah, just like how we are able to construct everything in symbols and see and smell and proprioceptive and all these kind of things. is like creates ultimately our unwelt of even our perception of time, right? Like all these things create what it is to be human, but every other creature might have like a slightly they know version. about time right <laughs> they the collective <laughs> every creature i don't know but like they know about like w- when they store food for the future but maybe not cognitively they're just like oh my god this nut we're just gonna put the nut here we're just gonna put the nut here and like remember where the nut so is so good to put the nut oh here. we're just gonna put the nut here and remember where the nut is it's like and they but they're not, not like but i'm gonna come back in three months might i add they I don't It's like more instinctive. I guess. And it makes you realize like there's probably so many things we do instinctively. I mean, humans do breathe. Yeah. We do breathe instinctively, but (laughs) don't, don't say that too loud. Otherwise people start to breathe manually. But I mean, like it's like most animals aren't thinking about breathing, right? Like we can at least connect with people, with people opposite with animals on that. The feeling of your physiology doing something without you cognitively knowing. Yeah. I'm not sure what you're saying. That I'm saying that's like what it might feel like for some animals that don't predict the future to just like, con- to just like, put yeah, a nut just there. have it be happening. They're putting you're a not, nut there like a breath. You don't think about it. Totally. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm trying to make it like a human, <laughs> which isn't right. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, what do they call that in writing or, oh, like path of pathologizing or like a human, like there's a way that yeah. there's a word. What it's in the, the book word? a lot because I've heard him talk about it a lot. Oh, it's like I only read of, chapter one. So the, idea, <laughs> the idea of putting human 
Like there's a scientific What is the issue. word I keep wanting yeah. to say when you uh, anthropomorphize? Anthropomorphize. Thank you. I was like, the it. word in my head was onomatopoeia. And I was like, that's not it. But that is one of the best parts of grade seven English mm-hmm. or whenever you first learn Yeah. That. And you're like, kapow. Kapow. Bam. Boom. Like running home and being like, mom, ever heard of onomatopoeia? <laughs> that's when I know my kids can be growing up when they come home and they're like, you ever heard of kazoo? Yeah. There's no coming back. Well, okay. What did you learn this week, Greg? No, I also want to talk about um, one more thing. Oh, sure. That, like, once I was, I honestly think I was like listening to him on a podcast talk and I was like, he was sort of saying how like so many animals live in the present mm-hmm. and how it's like, it I is I always look so at our dog and go, he's just so in the present. Yeah. And it's <laughs> so trendy right now for like. Is that you or him farting? It's not me. Oh my God. He reeks. He's in the present. <laughs> letting it rip. But like. We spend all this money and time and like listen to like namaste. Like everyone be like, truly turn everything off and like become as dumb as a squirrel or like whatever. <laughs> like they're all just trying to tell us to do this thing that's so like every other creature that seemingly maybe does. every yeah. other creature just is because they don't have the physical capacity or quote unquote intelligence to right. like think and regret the past and have yeah. anxiety about the future. But it is so funny how so much of our solutions these days is like just become a dumb mammal and live in the present. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you can't argue with it. Yeah. It's um, beautiful. I learned a lot this week, if I'm being honest, because I haven't really done much except read <laughs> that. I'm like, which one should I do? Well, just pick one and save the others for another time. Yeah. Or we just talk about them all. Well, this was just like, Oh God. We're racking up the minutes. <laughs> That's good. Oh, People are that sad good? that we've been gone. <laughs> I hope so. Every now and then we get a comment that's like, oh, it took them forever to get to the main topic. Yeah, like they didn't talk about gas stoves. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. There's usually time codes in the description. Oh, wait, fine. I'll just say it quick. In 2021, 30 billion tons of concrete was produced. That's four tons per person in 2021 alone. So it was just like four tons of concrete was made roughly for per me, like person on the planet. Oh, God. Because of obviously it's not like you made your house that year, but when they like average it all and that's 8% of CO2 emissions, which is more than shipping and aviation combined. So it's like obviously like flying and all these things we think about, they're so visceral, Mm -hmm. but there's just like this crazy concrete issue. And it's just like the article's main thing was like, Oh my God, capitalism is bad. (laughs) And it was just (laughs) saying that like, growth as a positive concept under capitalism does not work with mm. what we need to do for the climate change. We need to yeah. reward degrowth because... Is that the word they use? Why? Because it's not a word. Degrowth? Obviously, I'm like, I'm like, wait, what is the other... Degrowth. Not growth. Degrowth. Ungrowth. I don't know. What do you mean? Like, yeah, there's a better way to say that. Like, minimizing, shrinking, um... Uh, yeah, is there a way to say it that would trick like a capitalist into thinking it meant growth, but it didn't? Like, <laughs> oh, like you're trying to find it's like a word. shrinking is like you know has sounds like bad. I don't know degrowth movement. That's what they call. It? What is degrowth? Degrowth broadly means shrinking rather than growing economies. Hmm. So we use less of the world's energy and resources and put well-being before a profit. Okay, mm-hmm. it literally okay. is degrowth, but okay. maybe that's not a good word. If you don't sound, like it. No, no, it's not. That, I guess if it becomes sort of like a degrowth, TM, like that kind of Whoa. like just word that um, is new. It's I actually just, like Wikipedia, everything degrowth. What's behind this economic theory and why it matters today? So it is an economic theory. Of well-being. It's used for political, economic, and social movements. Cool. That's really So weird. now I know you didn't just sound stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also like it's probably one of those things, you know, when you read something and it stick like I didn't 
say that knowing it was this movement. It was. I just thought like you were stuck. just saying that word, like out of your brain. No, I was, but it was like I know from you like read it. because I'd read this thing. Obviously, it's stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's related to that because the concrete. It's like we're only going to consume and create more concrete if we continue to grow, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how do you value degrowth? Anyways, that's just something to think about as we continue to talk about the climate change for the rest of our goddamn lives. It's crazy. Well, it links to gas stoves. So why don't we get into it? Okay. It does actually because you want to know what? What? A little teaser for the upcoming section. What? Gas, combustion. Yeah. Greater percentage of our emissions than concrete. Oh, what? Mm. Yeah. Oh I think my it's God. 12 or 13% of emissions in the U.S., I should say. That. Wow. Okay. So we need to degrowth our gas stoves. And yeah, we're not. Wait, Biden pause. isn't coming for your gas stoves. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about gas. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash side note and get on your way to being your best self. Um, We talk about therapy a lot on this podcast. It is extremely beneficial to our lives. We go to couples therapy. We also go to therapy on our own. We're addicted to this stuff. Um, For me, even right now, I've found like the new year just starting. It has been really weird and slow and I don't know. I've just had a lot to talk about and it's just been really beneficial for me to sort of lean into that and accept my slowness as a usually quite fast person. Just one example of the many ways that you can have therapy help bring awareness to your life. So if you've benefited from therapy, make sure that you check out BetterHelp. It's really flexible, affordable, entirely online. So it's easier to do in the sense that you don't have to like go anywhere, get on the subway, put on that mask, etc. You can do it from home. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge, which is something I think is really important because you kind of do have to shop around for therapists, which can be very exhausting when you're not doing it with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash side note today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash side note. Study time. Study time. Study time. I realized Ernie was just joining in on today's episode of Gas, and that's why he's just letting them rip. By letting them rip. It's because I've been trying to teach him how to go through my legs and giving him so many treats that (laughs) he's probably just sitting there like, oh, God, I feel shit. The other night, Greg, it was like, Mitch, come look, come look. 
he's doing this trick that's like through the leg, through the leg. But at first, Greg's just like moving his legs so much <laughs> to like go around the dog. And I was like, the dog's not moving his body. You're just like dancing. I honestly him. thought he was doing it, but I realized, yeah, I was, like you I was square pivoting. dancing while yeah. he stood still and was And I was like, treats. no, you need to stand still and get him to come through yeah. your legs completely. And no, no. Oh, he's doing it great. It's an important reason why sometimes, side note, by the way, <laughs> I was talking about this. It's an important reason why sometimes you need to have other people observe you to know the truth about yourself. I gave you my umwelt in yes. that moment. Uh, speaking of farts and goss and Ernie's ass, um, let's talk about gas stoves. Yeah, they're been in the news a lot. Yeah, very much a big topic of conversation these days. They are definitely pitched to us as better for cooking. I'm putting quotes here because I don't know. I'm not good at cooking period, whether it's gas or electric. I don't know if it's helping <laughs> that much, but I've been told yeah, yeah. that it, it helps. Is, has and continues to be a huge marketing technique huh. of the gas industry. Really? Yes. And I'm not saying like as somebody who is not a good cook, I'm not, <laughs> I don't have like an opinion in that game. Like there might be people who are cooks who genuinely have tried things in different yeah, ways and feel that gas can cook it faster or whatever. So I, I'm not really here. I know f- there is evidence to show like boiling water can be way faster with electric. What? Yeah. That's with, the only thing I know how to do. So I'm saying for sure there are times when electric can be more efficient. When it comes to food, I don't know. Like there mm. might be foods that you'd say you have greater temperature control with gas. Like these are the things I hear. Um, but it's important to know so much of that has been planted by the gas industry, um, promoting those things and hiring um, actresses who were like housewives back like a long time ago to like play those roles of like, I only cook with gas because I care about my man. You know what I mean? Like there's Whoa. so many ads that are like, if, Mad you, man if you care about cooking for your husband, you'll cook with gas. So we're talking far enough back that like, yeah, yeah. That ain't going to fly as an ad for Lysol these days, my friend. For Lysol. I don't know. You ain't having the woman at home be like, cleaning up for my man. Yeah, exactly. It's so got to be like, it's got to be like a gay man now being like, I yeah. am still cleaning like for my man. Gay but man. I'm the woman. It's like a black <laughs> gay man who's coming home from work and then like a white gay man being like, my husband's home. <laughs> and like they're like interracial child. <laughs> yeah. That's the gas of today. Um, so I don't know, but even nowadays, and this might be jumping the gun, but it's interesting to talk about the gas industry in a recent expose was hiring a bunch of influencers to pose with gas stoves and talk about pose like, beside with, a gas stove and to be like, I love cooking with gas. Like there was a Whoa. whole campaign and they always had to use the words natural gas. Like, so they're uh, obviously natural gas. Wow. See, there's a good word. Yeah. And it's like in their marketing briefs, it always has to be said it's natural gas. And, Oh, there was an important element of this that just was in my mind, but... Um, Influencers are the housewife actors of the day. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is what I was going to say. It's a very interesting thing that they put so much effort and money into marketing gas stoves because it's such a small part of their profit because most oh. gas goes through like your furnace to heat your home or to heat your water. True. Uh, and gas cooking is like a literal tiny fraction, but it's what people think about more. And if you can get a gas Whoa. stove into someone's house, you're more likely to have the line to run for a gas furnace and a These gas boiler. natural gas lobbyists are thinking. Yeah. Because that is true. Like that relationship that you have with your stove. Yeah, you can't, you, you're around it's it every day. quite intimate. It's it hot. Is. I like definitely hang out with my stove more than most people these days. Yeah, especially since pandemic times. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no. Maybe that's... I'm curious because this has obviously been in the news so much. Like, it does seem like culturally with science, with trends, these things just, like, happen. Like, it's so interesting. If you type in gas stoves to Google now, it's like 
endless mm-hmm. like headlines headlines from papers. recent studies that we're going to talk about but it is just one of those funny things that like everyone's talking about mm-hmm. for good reason like are they dangerous we're going to talk about it but it does feel i'm like is it related to the pandemic like i wonder just being home being i think inside is i mean you're right that maybe people have a different relationship but it's an interesting breaking point because in reading the research and previous research like we're going to discuss like the health impacts of gas stoves. It has been discussed for decades, okay. but it's never broken through like this yeah. to the public. Huh. Um, and, you know, we're talking about like advocacy for gas stoves and homes. On the other end, there's people advocating for like climate reasons. But of course, there's like companies and stuff who make electric things that are. Yeah. But the reason they're focusing on the gas stove is the same thing, even though that's not what's going to impact climate change as much as changing people a gas a furnace. They're it. also aware if you are if you can learn what the problem was in your kitchen, you're more likely to change. And that is more likely to change the whole industry. If you change your gas stove, you might be like, oh, I should maybe change my gas furnace too. Yeah. So it's kind of like this battleground over something that's ultimately, it still has an impact. And but it, especially yeah, on your visceral. health, it's different. But yeah. I mean, environmentally, it's like not the big impact. Yeah, but it's the thing that you're choosing to make decisions on every day as opposed totally. to your gas furnace you're pressing a button you don't and you're even look removed. at it yeah, yeah. you're just like i could care less if it's one or the other like if someone tells me one's better for me or the environment that might impact me but i'm not thinking about that nearly as much okay so. go into the health stuff okay well um i guess like it's important to know that some recent research came out at the end of last year there yeah. has been lots of research through the years linking gas stoves to respiratory issues and cardiovascular disease i should say that it's mostly in people who are already have lung conditions and young kids who yeah who like don't yet so young people right is the yeah so yeah. kids like infants and young kids um they say like around 13 percent of childhood asthma cases are caused because of gas stoves which is kind of feels wild like yeah kind if of, you like most what? people would say if you could snap your fingers and 13 percent of kids would not have asthma would you do it yeah but the th- that's what it means yeah without gas stoves 13 percent of kids in the u.s wouldn't have asthma when i was looking into asthma though i was like this is such a complicated disease like i mm. didn't because i had asthma as a kid yeah so sometimes people will be like do you have any diseases and i'm like oh i had asthma and yeah. they kind of are like oh and I'm like, well, does that not count? And then I was like, okay, so asthma, it's an inflammatory disease. Mm. I thought it was like mucus. I, yeah, I, to be honest, I don't really know what I thought it was like growing up. I just thought, because, you know, you, I probably had a few friends in my life or people around me who were like using inhalers. Yeah. But I just thought... Remember inhalers. Yeah, I think as a young kid... You'd be like, oh, you have an inhaler. You you wouldn't think anything of it. Yeah, I just thought they had something wrong with their lungs. Like, I just didn't know if it was, like, aggravated by something or just a condition you have. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's an inflammatory disease. It's, like, a combination of inflammation and, like, restructuring of, like, biochemistry in your lungs. It happens, like, when you're in, like utero like in your mom and they're like it's so complicated because there's genetic factors and then environmental factors for example gas stoves mm, in your house that can like that all mixed out. with epigenetics which we know are so complicated like biochemical pathways meaning like it's say. it's like literally turning genes on and off in mm-hmm. your body but in ways that are so hard to st- like cancer mm-hmm. research it's just like so complicated yeah once you get down to the cellular level all these things like 
mix to cause varying degrees of illness, mostly in kids mm. as they like grow up. And then it mostly becomes dormant okay. for adults. Interesting. And it's like, why it becomes dormant? Isn't that clear? It was just one of those things where I'm like saying like many different paths to a, a yeah. similar problem. The idea of saying 13% of asthma cases are caused by gas stoves. I can imagine it's so much more complicated than that, but it's like, of course, this literal fume in your home is not going to help the biochemical complexity of your kids' lungs and asthma as a disease that is so complicated. Like, I just thought that we knew more about it. We don't. It's like, that kid has asthma. Why exactly is going to be really hard to say. Right. Yeah. I, um, it obviously like it's interesting because this is this number of 13% they say is equivalent to secondhand smoke for childhood asthma. Oh my God. That's so it's is terrifying, <laughs> but it's like this in the same way they have to quantify it somehow to, to understand like when we're studying kids, X many have asthma, how many live in homes with smokers, how many live yeah. in homes with what differing factors, how can we parse these apart? So this number also is not just like pulled out of an ass. Like obviously you're right. Yes. I understand what you mean. Like asthma probably is a condition that is much more broad than we're realizing. Yeah. Right? And I, and I just, I just couldn't, it's just like I had asthma as a kid and I don't now. And mm-hmm. like, it's not like a doctor was ever like, this is why. Right. And yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, and I know that I live that. Like I don't ever think about having asthma, mm-hmm. but I do remember like clicking my puffer and being like, I'm so cool. And then realizing like, <laughs> that's actually like not cool. Like that's just like, so would you have lungs. times when you had a hard time breathing or, and then you would take, no, it but I do remember like some of my earliest memories is putting like a, <laughs> Oh, I can like taste the plastic. It's like a mask that yeah. would go on my mouth for like at home at home for like 20 minutes and it would humidify and my sister would like dance in front of me to like <laughs> like i'd be like be able to choose a song i'd be like celine dion oh my and my God. sister would like spin and dance and like Aww. entertain me while i was like <laughs> like darth, darth vader <laughs> but but like truly loved it i'm like my family's all attentions on me and my sister's dancing for me like no I wonder later this. on your life you'd love the man who has sleep apnea and who also had to have a machine like that <laughs> yeah. later <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's hot. But like, and then I do remember also antibiotics. Yeah, that's that the only time I've had puffers. Puffer vibes. Yeah, it was for medicine. But I never had the, you know, like you go grade seven field trip and someone's like, like yeah. that asthma thing. I never had, like, I think I'd grown out of it by a young enough age. Or I never had like a quote unquote puffer. I was always huh. interested and kind of jealous of the mechanisms of the kid with a buffer. Yeah. Until they're special. having like a panic or no, like, I know. I realized, I realized as a kid, like, as a kid I'm like, I want a special, and... it's like, is that a snack? Like, what are you eating? And it's like, no, they're, <laughs> they're like, no, my chest it absolutely hurts and is constricted. Yeah. And then they're like, I have asthma and it's like, Oh, what is that? And they're probably like, I don't really know. Yeah. And true. then they grow out of it. It's like just not like everyone, but it's yeah. just, it's just a complicated disease. But yeah. still like, don't, I don't want gas stoves if it means. No, it's fascinating. Well, okay. I mean, it's pretty intuitive that if like toxic fumes are growing into your lungs with smoking, Mm. obviously, like if you're living in a home with lots of smoke and secondhand smoke and you know, you breathe in from a fire and even cooking over a real fire with smoke or burning your food makes fumes that you can feel not great for your lungs or or smoking or all these things. Even it made me think about having like, I would love a fireplace in winter, but I'm like, that can't be good. Yeah, if it's not properly vented. Yeah, or just like, even just the, uh, it's just a bigger risk. Oh, totally. Yeah. No fireplace. When it comes to the gas stove, though, it's like, I I never really thought about it. I've never thought about how, 
like it just you don't really see smoke unless you're burning your food so yeah. but there is no such thing as combustion free fire like yeah. you you get so when you turn the gas on and you spark the fire it's immediately releasing fumes, toxic fumes. Like now that you're saying this, I'm like, it's so obvious. Yeah. So it's not, yeah. right now we're not talking about like the gas itself. We're talking about like the byproducts. So the big one that comes up a lot as what is known as a, an actual toxic compound is nitrogen dioxide. So the heat causes nitrogen and oxygen to fuse. In, oh, Ernie, it's okay. <laughs> I know, Ernie, it's really sad about I know, the stove. He's like, we got to get this out yeah, of our house. We've been, we've been putting it in your lungs. There's nitrogen dioxide in your lungs. So nitrogen um, dioxide. Okay. Yeah, which is a known like carcinogen, basically. And so okay. that's entering the home. Um, not entering the home, but is in your home. But there's also like other irritants that come out. There's um, carbon monoxide, formaldehyde, and particulate matter. So all these things are known for decades now to cause like respiratory issues yeah. and cardiovascular issues. Again, particularly in those who have problems already, it exacerbates them. And in particular in kids, it causes problems for their lungs. Um, Hot damn. Yeah. But uh, what was I going to say? This, the scariest part about this yeah. is that the EPA or Environmental Protection Agency like if that level of toxin that can be created in minutes in your home, like when your gas stove's on, like the in your air. So you start house. cooking for two minutes. Yeah. After two minutes, which minutes, I did this morning. Yeah. Within that, the levels in your house, if they were outside, would be illegal. So like the EPA regulates outdoor nitrogen dioxide oh. levels, and and so oh they God. force businesses, they force cars, they force like all there would be an alert on your phone like nitrogen dioxide is I don't too know, high, but they would be area. like that needs to be fixed. Like the outdoors wow. cannot be that amount because it's not healthy for wow. human like not consumption but for human breathing. And so after two minutes, after minutes, it says like as fast as within oh minutes the nitrogen God. dioxide levels in your home can be that high. So I've seen articles where people you can't really buy um, nitrogen dioxide like detectors very easily hmm. you can carbon monoxide like there's a handful of other gases but they were saying that to test this in these quantities you need like ten thousand dollar equipment so wow. but one research paper or one article like got like it. we got the equipment and babies. they showed like how within minutes it was like 190 oh i don't know what the exact measurements are um is gas stoves bougie like for some reason i feel like they're well for rich people but i, I actually but think they're true? cheap I don't know. But like, really? I think when it comes to like chefs, there's like a big push for like in kitchens to have gas stoves. And again, I don't know the full arguments for this. I've heard chefs say like it makes their kitchens more efficient. Whenever I've like gone to like, you know, we're in our mid thirties, people are renovating, people are like getting a condo. <laughs> Whenever I've gone, it's been like, and look at my gas stove. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like it's, a, it's definitely like luxe. It feels like, yeah. Which makes me like, wonder ooh. if it's like, if in my head it is lux, if it's giving. I think it is in some ways a little more exclusive because a lot of areas don't have gas lines. So only like you might live in a part of North America that actually can't get a gas stove because you can't get a gas line to your house. Mm. So maybe Medellin was gas. It, yeah. Yeah. There was gas there. I'm just <laughs> saying like obviously major cities have the infrastructure, but I don't know that everywhere gotcha. has access to gas lines, which maybe makes it kind of more like. In America, it's at around 35 to 40% of people have gas stoves. Which wow, means that's it's a actually, lot. It is a lot, but that's, it's not the majority. Do you know what I mean? I know, but I... Okay, my concept of gas stoves is like, it's giving Yorkville. It's giving Madison yeah, Avenue. Right. It's giving bougie. And it's like the fact that 40, 30 to 40% in America, that is a surprising number to me because I grew up 
with electric stoves. Same. What's the one that's a coil that turns around? Electric. Yeah, They're all, all the other ones are electric. I know. There's you're different yelling. kinds you're of electric. At but. Me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I had coil red growing up and always assumed that was like the, the norm and the cheap. And then if someone had gas, even as a kid, I remember being like, whoa, um, your dad's lighting a fire. I know what you mean. It feels like they look fancier too. Yes. So my point was, is this going to now create people who have the money to switch to switch? You know what I mean? Mm. Like if you're bougie. Like what is the nicest stove on the market right now? Yeah. If you're rich. What do you and want? you have a gas stove and you start finding out it's killing your kid. I'm just picturing like rich ass, like white people in Toronto who are like, my kid's only eating whole grain oats. And it's like, obviously they might be like, yeah. um, and you're getting an electric stove yeah. because we're, it will be interesting because health people, despite uh, from the research and stuff I read gas stoves in general are cheaper than electric stoves. Like the cheapest gas stove is cheaper than the cheapest electric stove. And wait, really? Gas. It depends where you live, but gas as a utility is typically is cheaper than running electric. Interesting. So it's not what I'm thinking. It's not like it's it's no. But I wouldn't be surprised if (laughs) if the brands that make the high end stoves, maybe gas stoves, can be even more expensive because they have like the hefty metal grates that go on top, and like they can make them look look more luxe. It's giving rich. Yeah, exactly. So I agree. Yeah, I'm okay. But so maybe but the high end ones are more expensive. But the utility itself, at least historically, has been cheaper. Like hmm. I should say, our gas bill is maybe double what it used to be, like just a year or two ago. We also have solar panels on our house. So if we got electric, wouldn't it be? Yeah, yeah, it would be at least. I mean, especially for the months of the year where we're like not using as much as we're producing. Yeah. Um, but okay. it is a consideration. But I think um. You know, like electric heat, like the coils can use a lot of energy. Yeah. You know? Okay. And I even read that like it's cheap to install in some ways. So like, you know, electric baseboards, like that's a really cheap option to install landlords will, but it's an expensive utility to hmm. use. So like if a landlord is charging their, like if your tenants, for example, have to pay their own utilities, like a lot of electric baseboards will be in because they're like, it's cheap to put in and they have to pay for the utility. <laughs> so what about the climate change aspect of this and the okay well we're actually aspect. not done with the health aspect what? Oh. there is even more what worse <laughs> actually so are we yeah. switching our stoves okay we'll talk about i think we are but that's wow. how we'll end this episode so and i'm basically just spoiling my entire video right now is that okay i'm making a video that's going to come out on this probably around the same time as this podcast so if you're listening just go watch it too and just give it support because we haven't put a video out in a long time and i'll feel really <laughs> sad if it bombs um so just go watch that and pretend you haven't heard any of You this. want this with visuals, my friends. Let me yeah, tell you that. That's how you're really going to internalize the science. And it'll be, you know, we're chit-chatting a lot here, but it'll be helpful to send to anyone. It'll be much more concise yes. and just like send it to your family and friends who have gastos. Um, okay. The scarier part is that they've realized, especially in modern research, that even when your stove's off, it's releasing chemicals. It's releasing. What? From the- where? From the like, it's not <laughs> containing the gas properly. It's just, it's only, I just bought a gas leak. There's a gas leak in the middle of your kitchen, basically. Ew! And this is also related <laughs> to smoking. So I just wanted to find in my notes. There's a gas right. leak beside me right now. Same like dog Ernie. So okay. The most common toxic compound that they're worried about is benzene, which is a carcinogen that's leaking out when your stove is off. And 21 other chemicals that are considered hazardous. Mm. These are in trace amounts, though. 
But when it comes to benzene, it's the equivalent of having a smoker in your home. Like in terms of how much benzene comes from a cigarette. Gotcha. Not, Not in every aspect, but like the benzene to benzene ratio, you might as well be living with a smoker. Um, and that's when your stove is off. And so that's pretty scary that all these things are like being put into your And that's a carcinogen home. Benzene's a carcinogen. Yeah. It's too bad. It has such a classy, cool name. Methane, which is what's like, you know, power. I would want to name my kid benzene if it wasn't such a carcinogen. <laughs> if it wasn't like sad and scary. Yeah. This like short be- form Ben. So like normal, <laughs> oh, that's actually but, cute. Like, but then Ben, when they're like, Oh, Benjamin, you're like, actually, no, it's benzene. That just made me think of like, um, zines like magazines like the little zines yeah that's very millennial benzene yeah yeah it's just, oh i actually made a little magazine about my kid for you all uh, it's my it's benzene. benzene it's just about all the things he's been doing he's been doing really great with drawing and <laughs> kindergarten so um so we're side really, note continue benzene's toxic and <laughs> benzene's toxic. oh i was gonna say that methane that's coming out i think is not particularly bad for like your lungs. I'm not saying it's good. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's like a little, uh, what's the word? Uh, not inert, but, but for the environment, it's really bad. So not only oh, are you having gosh, these leaks yeah. in your home, what they've realized now we can talk about the environment is that the leaks are happening like the whole process. So from the like p- plants that are sending you this gas through piping in your walls, like there's always all these spots for gas to leak and gas where and methane me- can leak out. Methane is like, you know, so much more potent of a greenhouse gas. It's than not just monoxide. from the cow farts. It's also from our gas stoves. Yeah. Interesting. And so that is equivalent. The leak of methane is equivalent to every year in the U S 500,000 more cars on the road. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, going back to the environment and talking to what we said earlier, cooking itself is a small fraction of this, right? Yes. Like it's your heating of your home, your hot water. Yeah. The methane release is, yeah, that coming in for like so many other things to heat full buildings, like factories and condos and your home. Um, But the focus has been so much on this because it's such a pivot point right now of like, in a lot of cities, like and I'm pretty sure think. in New York, gas lines are banned to new buildings and wow. they're encouraging and creating subsidies for buying electric like um, stovetops Which, which is the, like, there is a weird, it's been politicized, like, Biden's mm-hmm. coming for your gas. But like, yeah. no, what they are doing though is part of the, the like, it's not the Green New Deal, but they're, what are they, that's. Inflation Reduction Act. Okay, yeah, yeah. Genius title, by the way. <laughs> Anyways, obsessed with it. They're just giving tax subsidies to people mm-hmm. who aren't using gas. I'm like, that's great. Yeah. That's a really great incentive that is not, t- you don't have to do anything. No. But you're going to be benefited from not Yeah, using I gas. think that is the most is weird great. part about the like rhetoric from, you know, obviously conservatives. They just want to grab onto anything that's going to change and they hate the environment or something. It's like, first of all, we're finding <laughs> out that this, this is like hurting people. Like it's toxic. I understand like the fear of forcing someone to have to buy something new, right? So, but I think at the very least you should be educated. Like I didn't really know this stuff before. Yeah. We are in a position, thankfully to hopefully switch at some point if, if we're worried about and it. Honestly, I wish I'd known about this when I was walking around and just when I saw gas stoves, I was like killing it. Right. Like, I don't know what the hell, like the, the propaganda used it was worked on me. Yeah. I was like, that's, that's actually like really better. So much Even better. though all I do is heat up hot water and eat oats. Yeah. I'm glad I have a gas stove because it better. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know. It's just a weird thing that it's become politicized. I think it's amazing that it's at least breaking through because now I'm like educated about it. And of course the debate is... Wait, so yeah, the the 
environment thing though, because if you're using electric and you mm -hmm. don't have solar panels like we do, and you're still off the grid, is there, what's the comparison there? Like, I think like based the, on the, the argument right now is at least that's looking after your health, right? Gotcha. Like you could, depending, it totally depends where you live, where yeah. your power source comes from. Yeah. It's, um, so obviously there could still be combustion that's leading yeah, to the energy the that your electricity is using. But now a, you've minimized like the fumes in your own home. Hmm. Um, and overall, like the hope is that that kind of transition will convince people to change their heaters to electric as well. And gotcha. like their water boilers. And or then also want to fight and be more aware of where their electricity is coming from. Totally. Yeah. I think it's like just an engagement point. I think in general, electric has lower carbon footprint period nowadays even okay. when you're considering the other stuff like but obviously that would change because electric world. has come yeah. a long way in terms of like yeah. energy efficiency now the big thing is induction um stoves yeah which are actually not heating anything they're moving magnets to heat the like electrons that's in your super pots, cool. right? yeah same with inside the stove like they have a different process and i think they're really energy efficient and so they are probably more expensive to begin with like gotcha. to buy an induction stove is probably the most expensive one you can have right now i think think um but probably not so different and that's a cool talking point when people come over i mean yeah. that's my magnet stove ever heard of it yeah um so overall like the because like trying to say we need to leave the vast majority of fossil fuels and gas reserves in the ground if we yeah. want to mitigate like climate wow. change so like anything that we can do to electrify and use other not only like appliances that are using electricity so removing gas, but then creating a source of power that's renewable or zero emission source is like so important. I am like, it is such a shift in my head. And now when I go over to people's houses and feel like being a Debbie Downer and they're like, oh, look at my new kitchen. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, gas. Mm -hmm. Oh, hon, that's too bad. Tuck no, you can't shoulder. say it that way. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not actually going to do that. I'm not actually going to do that. But in my head <laughs> before I'd be like, whoa, look at it. And yeah. now I'm going to be like, oh, cool. You have a deadly gas leak well, in your home. Well, we have <laughs> it in our home. And <laughs> I'm like <laughs> every morning now. So it is funny. We're like, turn it off. Well, we turn the vent on. And yeah. that is what. It's like if you have a gas stove and you aren't in a position oh, to yeah, switch. Oh, yeah, what can you do? It is like Thanks. the ventilation matters so much. Open a window. Yeah. The problem is a lot of ventilation is not the same. So like good ventilation vents to outside, but a lot of vents over, side, over top of stoves is just circulating air inside. So that's not a big help. But if you can open a window, if you can blow a fan out, like when you have your stove being used, obviously you're not going to do this all day, but I'm talking about when the stove is on or when the oven is on. Put your vent on, crack a window. Get a carbon monoxide detector because that one's actually scary. Oh, but that's not... Yeah, you're not going to probably have that from your stove, though. Oh, well, when I was reading about this, they were like, that's one thing you can do to mitigate. If you have, like, a huge gas leak, yeah. Yeah, or I don't know, just, like, make sure you have that. If you have a gas stove, oh, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, like, obviously, yes. If you have gas in your home, you should have carbon monoxide detectors. Another thing that you can do is, like, especially if you have kids and you're, like, worried is they were like, use your microwave, use your toaster oven, use your hot pot, mm. like replacing meals right. and consciously thinking like, I'm actually going to use my air fryer oh, true. for Monday yeah, what's to my electric? Wednesday. And actually, and like, then there are stovetop um, induction uh, or like you can get little electric stovetops for like $100. If you just wanted like, if you just have one thing you're going to put on a burner and you could even put it on top yeah, of your stove. Kettle. Yeah, like there's ways that you could 
instead of buying a whole new set of things or a whole new appliance. Yeah, or being like, I know that I need my gas because when I need to cook my epic. Or like nothing's really going to replace. for my a mas- friends. A, an oven's hard to replace. Like you're not going to have a, a. Yes. Like if you need to cook True. like a big, a turkey, like you can't put it anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. So but if you they have were a saying gas more being like, when do you actually yeah. like, need to use all of it because you're making some epic meal versus being versus like, like, oh, like I'm, I'm just, just boiling water. I can yeah. do this in a kettle, yes, in a yeah. kettle. like an electric kettle, okay. which they say is like twice as efficient and like it boils your water way faster. Namaste. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to go. Namaste electric. <laughs> okay. So we got the solar panels. Next thing we need to do is get induction stove. stoves. <laughs> And, and our, somehow, I think our furnace is gas. And we need to think about what it even means to replace a stove. You yes, because I, mean? I have like heard an buying. induction stove also could require think of those parts. an electrician because it requires a different wiring than but just a also plug even a wall. just like the climate change, like buying something new vibes. Like yeah, it true. sucks that we like it would have been so fun if all this happened. And be like randomly we have electric because yeah. I actually never cared. No, it just no, was what was there. Either. And we've always had electric even in, when we were like renting and stuff up until our most recent home. Like I do think that the right thing for us to do for now is to like get the electric kettle cook with like our microwave minimize, and us, yeah. minimize the use of it until it becomes a stove I mean, that we can't okay. use anymore. One thing I'll <laughs> say, and this is me just reading like um, doctors and some of the researchers talking about it was, you know, ultimately it comes down to a risk calculation. If yeah. you are a healthy adult and you have good ventilation in I'm your home. I'm absolutely like railing joints every night being like, oh my God, I'm, not, I'm like lighting my joint on the gas stove pan. Being like, I can't use this gas Exactly. Stove. Like, obviously the incidence of um, conditions or issues for people are like we said, Knock young people, whiskeys. people with conditions already <laughs> yeah. existing conditions, people who have respiratory issues or cardiovascular issues. Yeah. If you don't fall into that category and you have good ventilation, like you may, and this is not something that is in your budget to consider. Yeah. I think don't like, cause I was freaking out about this in my mind a little bit, like, <laughs> just thinking like I'm breathing poison every day. Like once I heard all yeah. this information, and sometimes just, when I light it, I like smell, I'm like, yeah, it smells yeah. like an air hood in a science lab that I should be <laughs> like, Oh shit, I don't have the ventilation exactly. on. But I don't want to freak people out to think like, okay, it is something you should think about, but at least you know now. And it's not like, it's not like killing you slowly in yeah. that sense. But I think if you have kids, Maybe it's worth thinking about. And, yeah. Or if you or someone in your home or someone who visits your yeah. home has a condition. It's or at least when you're shopping for your new condo, not thinking. It's a consideration. Yeah. Like, like, I feel like stoves are considerations. And it's not. Totally. I, at yeah. least for me, I was like, I was lied to about the gas ones. Mm-hmm. Well, not lied, but just now we have information Sorry, to I help us mis- make a more educated decision. Yes, yeah. Um, but I just like don't want people leaving feeling like, for a couple of days. I felt like I don't want to be in our kitchen. It scares <laughs> like, me. It's like not a good feeling. No, I to know. Feel like a there's something feeling. in your home that's it's like so Zebby Downer. It's yeah. so like mine. But away. there's like <laughs> stuff poisoning us everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we can do an episode on plastic, and it's like every plastic yes. cup you have is leaching into your water. The only time you're not getting poisoned is if you're like in a dense forest. <laughs> yeah. So have any, even then you're probably being poisoned. No, let, no, we are in Canada. <laughs> Save the forest. They are, they are fine. You're not getting poisoned. I just in the forest. mean, um, like put it in a perspective that if you're being healthy and this may not be yeah. your biggest concern yes. and I don't want people f- who are, who are anxious like me or neurotic to like yeah. get obsessed if this isn't need to be their biggest priority. But at the end of the day, it's just now you have some of the facts, some of the research, all that. Okay. Well, that was a great episode. And the next episode I want to talk about is how alcohol at 
as a carcinogen. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of like the other hot thing in science. They're true. Like, that, it's that a carcinogen. I'm like, thing. wait, here we go. It's all these things that we're like. And as you said, like if you're vaping or smoking and like you don't, not that you don't need to worry about your gas stove, but it's like there are yeah. other things yeah. that you're willingly exposing yourself to. Alcohol is a carcinogen. Yeah. <laughs> the, the alcohol research is really interesting and it's kind of like. Will it go the way of cigarettes? Who knows? Oh, I don't think so. It won't. It won't. But I'm. But, but you we'll want to talk do that, about isn't it? it? It's so. Yeah. Okay. Next. Well, that's our first little. Okay, back we then, back, y'all. Yeah. Um, send ideas. What's in the news? What do you want us to talk about? What's cool? Like, I feel like it would be fun to just get some inspo if there's questions out there. Yeah, that that's answer. so true. Do our so job for us. We feel love free that. to like <laughs> tweet or Instagram DM or I don't know, like. How do people reach us? I know I've like I've deleted Twitter. No. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Oh wow. I know. And it wasn't it's like a bit of like you know, namaste, lest his name be ever mentioned. Although oh, so true. many people message us about our Elon Musk episode still. Because <laughs> obviously during all that Elon Musk stuff, it must have like come up. Like in the algorithm. Yeah. So if you want to hear my opinions on him, you know. Can I just something that I, this yeah. might infuriate you right now and it's oh, no. totally a random side note. Okay. Cause I was just like I switched to an iPhone for the first time. Not relevant, but I was trying to look up podcasts to subscribe to. Yeah. Typed in science. What do you think the first science? I know what it is. It's it's um, the guy that only eats meat who's Jordan sick Peterson. It's Jordan Peterson. I know. And ours is not even Should anywhere we, to like, be seen. But message that is Apple number be like, one. That's not science. Yeah. I was like, I know. I'm sickened by this. I know. It's really, it's scary. And I, a couple I, of the I, other ones, I was like, they're all these kind of new age, like, yeah, bro. What do you vibe. say? Like, what you were talking about earlier, like hustle culture, like, yeah. let's figure out. Oh yeah. my God. I was like, these are, well, it's, there are it's a couple all obviously algorithms. That are, that's what people listen to. People would rather hear fake Jordan Peterson science because it's like a lie and more interesting okay. than the truth. I don't want to talk about it because it's going to trigger <laughs> me, but it just yeah. like popped no, in my mind true. as you were talking that's about That's true. Guys, help us out. We need Jordan, <laughs> Jordan oh Peterson to not be the Share our fucking podcast. No, it's, I I've seen that too and I've always been like well the world's ending and I just turn off my phone um, okay but yeah you could yeah I, I'll try and check tweets but Instagram DMs like I don't know you could it's even comment like oh actually and even like this video this podcast is not going on YouTube because we're not filming but we do put the video up there you can always comment on those with ideas and yeah. stuff um, truly do our job you know what find out. figure out how to let us know what you want <laughs> send us mail yeah snail mail that would be cute okay. um, or you know on our website there is like a form that you can always email to like contact us so but thanks for listening it's podcast is one of the fun things we like the most so it's nice to be back and we'll see you next week Peace. bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.